positive look into my bookshelf, what I'm reading, what's inspired me, and what lessons to take away from it and apply to your own creative business. Hi friends, welcome back to Caitlin's Creative Business Bookshelf. And we're actually looking today at the penultimate book on my bookshelf. I cannot believe how quickly this first season has gone. It has absolutely blown my mind, to be honest, but I'm having a whale of a time doing it. And I hope that you're having a really fun time listening as well. Before we get into it, just a fair warning. My cat Freya is on my lap today, so you may get some ASMR purrs in the background. So if you can hear those, please enjoy them. Uh, Freya's given you a little a little gift of relaxation today, uh, <laughs> embedded in this episode. So the book I'm talking about today, if I was going to talk about creativity books and books on creativity and not talk about this one, it would be such a glaringly huge omission. <laughs> this is pretty much like the gold standard of books on creativity and a book that I really love, I know a lot of people really love, and that is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. If somehow you are not familiar with the book, basically Julia Cameron is a very prolific writer who does a lot of writing on, well, a lot of writing on writing actually. So she talks a lot in a lot of her books about the creative process and, um, this is pretty much the like the magnum opus, I guess, of all her books on creativity. It was first published in 1992, which I will get on to how the book has like aged over time in a bit. But the book essentially is like a self-contained program or course, whatever you want to call it, in book form, designed to help you bust through creative blocks and embark on a journey of, in Julia's words, creative recovery and like healing the inner artist and also a lot of spirituality in this book as well. There's a lot of talk about like God and the and the parallels between like creative self-expression and like you know our relationship with the spiritual which again I'll get into um and I'm aware that that description of the book if you're not familiar with it may have caused you to go oh no oh no I don't want to do this but I'll get I'll get into it in a bit so like I said the book is a re like so incredibly popular I think a lot of people online have started things like you know, study circles where they go through each week together. And the form that the book takes is basically each week of the 12 weeks, you get some text from Julia about the the themes of the week, a little bit more of a deep dive into some of the ideas she's talking about in the book. And then you get the exercises. So you'll get like different journaling prompts and different like challenges through the week. But the consistent thing that you'll always get each week as well throughout the 12 weeks is two activities. And you may have heard of these. I would be surprised if you're kind of in my circle and weren't familiar with these. But morning pages and artist dates. So morning pages is hugely, hugely popular. I can absolutely see why. I'm a big, big lover of journaling, of like writing thoughts and feelings down. And a lot of my journaling practice is definitely influenced by the morning pages. So if you're not familiar, 
it's essentially the first thing in the morning writing down three pages of just whatever's in your head uh no self-editing no like filters just writing whatever you feel and then the artist day is basically once a week taking yourself out on well on an artist date really and that can kind of look like whatever you want it to look like there are definitely a lot of ideas in the book of how you can approach it and examples and also if you look it up online as well uh, there's some really really interesting and varied lists from a lot of people who have kind of you know thought of like fun things you can do for your artist date if you're struggling with inspiration and that's kind of the bulk of the activities really I think that it's definitely recommended that you do obviously all the exercises in the book and whatnot but also I think there's very much a focus on if you do nothing else during the week do you know the artist date and the morning pages but the challenges and the kind of the prompts vary quite a lot each week like there's one week where you don't consume any media uh, and she calls it like the reading deprivation week and obviously back in 1992 that would have just been you know don't read but obviously I think a lot of people including myself would interpret that today to be like you know avoiding social media not listening to podcasts or music or etc etc so that's a really really interesting one to dive a bit deeper into but all the activities are quite varied and they're all quite different and the themes of each week are also quite different and quite varied as well and are really really interesting they're not really like anything else I'd kind of read before I've obviously read quite a few books on creativity as uh, as you may or may not have picked up on this podcast but I feel like this book isn't one that's kind of been I don't feel like I've read something like this before and I don't feel like a lot of people today are kind of like, you know, ripping it off or anything like that either. Before I delve a bit further into the book, I do have a confession to share with you. And it is, I have never completed the 12 weeks. <laughs> I've never, ever completed them. I just want to say that up front for complete transparency. But also because I think, and this is something I want to delve a bit deeper into in this episode as well, the idea of like, doing a challenge or something like this and how it can push us creatively but also like not I'm not sure what word I'm looking for I'm not sure what word I'm looking for but basically I think that these challenges are not necessarily always really helpful and also I think the point of doing them is not actually doing them to completion sometimes if that makes sense I think that sometimes um, just basically what I'm getting at is that I think when we do challenges or things or, you know, courses or programs like this, I think that sometimes the point isn't actually to like complete them, if that makes sense. It is about the journey. It is, you know, the friends you make along the way kind of thing. It's about picking up what you need to and kind of leaving the rest. I don't always think that things like this are about completing them and I have learned a hell of a lot from the artist way I did try and do it at the start of the year and got to like I think week six and yeah just kind of dropped off with it I am thinking about doing a study group um, or joining a study group probably joining 
Although if if you're very keen for me to do an artist way study group, I am very, very up for that. And the reason I've never completed it is I don't know, 12 weeks is a long time, right? 12 weeks is a very long time. And the fact that I haven't ever completed it doesn't say anything about the quality of the book. I think the book is fantastic, actually. I think it is so good. I think the exercises contained within it are really great. I think that the writing is really good. I think that it's quite... Ooh, I was going to say, I think it's quite accessible. But actually, I do have some thoughts on that, which I'm going to share. So I did touch on this earlier in the episode, but... Basically, there is a lot of talk about spirituality in this book and a lot of talk about God. And in the beginning, there is a lot of talk from Julia Cameron saying, you know, not to discount this, like heading into it and to be open and, you know, to substitute the word God for something else if that connotation like doesn't work for you. And I think that is something that I am... Yeah, I'm quite I'm kind of in touch with my spirituality, I guess. It's been it's been an evolving journey for me. So I was quite comfortable to kind of take that and go with it. But I don't think everyone would be. And I do think that it's quite tough with books about creativity, and I'm sure I've touched on this earlier in this season. But I think there's a real risk of alienation when it comes to creativity because I think creativity does rely a lot on that kind of balance between like the esoteric and the practical because obviously the practical side of creativity will be one that probably feels more familiar to more of us I would think so you know doing things like actually writing actually drawing actually sewing crocheting whatever it is however you express yourself creatively that is obviously easier to tune into, I think. But the more difficult side of it is the more esoteric, the more unseen side of it. Because actually, when we really break creativity down, we are working on a lot of concepts and ideas that are unseen. We think about, for example, like, where do our ideas come from? This is something that is addressed in the artist way quite a lot. But being open to ideas coming in. You can't explain that in physical, tangible terms. When you have inspiration for like a project or, you know, because I'm talking to you as business owners, freelancers, entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call yourselves, we don't always know something's going to work. We're operating on like a knowing. I've always thought that being a business owner is a very creative activity in itself because it really forces us to get in touch with those parts of ourselves that are trying to make a difference in the world, that are trying to bring our own vision to things. And that is esoteric as all hell. That's like really a hard thing to explain to somebody. How many times in our businesses have we gone with like a gut feeling or gone with a, you know, oh, I started my business because like I... I really wanted to do this or I had an idea for this. It's a hard thing to explain in like practical terms. And I know for me, a lot of how I've tried to run my business this year has been based more on following my intuition and leaning into things that maybe practically don't make sense. Pivoting my business last year was definitely something that I was doing just off feeling alone. 
even the most practically minded of us listening to this episode have probably done something that maybe doesn't quite make sense to other people where we've kind of gone with a gut feeling or like kind of inner knowing or had an idea drop out of the sky it's impossible to explain that which is essentially why digression aside essentially why I do believe that creativity and running a business belong together but also that kind of balance of the practicality and the spiritual element of it the spiritual unseen whatever you want to call it the more feeling stuff the more the complement to the strategy the complement to the to-do lists like the other side of getting things done and taking things off to-do lists and making money and getting clients and stuff there is always a flip side to it it's not always like that that hustle energy that like getting shit done energy there's there's the flip side of it always I think I do think however me saying all that there are some elements of the book I think that if you did not want to leave your like skepticism at the door or maybe your um or maybe your doubts around spirituality at the door, then you probably wouldn't get as much out of the book as I think a lot of people would. I personally think it does do quite a good balance of making sure those two things are together and that they make sense. And the fact that so much of the book is obviously based on like the practical 12-week, here's, here's new exercises every week kind of thing is quite supportive of that. But I do think if you are someone who isn't quite as in tune with that spiritual side or kind of maybe doesn't really think it's for them, then this book may be a bit of a harder sell for you. Being on my business journey actually has taught me a lot about like my inner self. I remember someone a while ago saying to me that, you know, running a business is like one of the biggest self-development projects you can ever take on. And I completely agree. I know way more about myself now through starting this business and through experimenting with like different facets of like my personality than I ever would have if I'd have stayed in my nine to five job. Huge, huge digression. Let's get back to the book. So as I mentioned, the book originally came out in 1992, which obviously is quite a long time ago now. And I don't actually think the book has aged that badly. Like I said, I think if you're not as into the more spiritual side of things, you might not necessarily get as much out of the book as maybe you could. But I would also always encourage you to be like open-minded if you are going to dive into this book. I think the like the vibe that Julia Cameron has throughout the book is so like welcoming and supportive and really encourages you to tap into your curiosity so even if you are like a little bit oh I'm not sure uh, I'd recommend giving it a go anyway it's quite easy to get hold of these days but yeah 1992 long time long time ago and when the book came out there hadn't really been as much like personal development self-development books out there especially not ones in creativity I don't think and I think that this book definitely like ushered in like a lot of books of that nature and yeah I, th I think if it wasn't for this book I think there's so many like other 
you know other things we wouldn't like have today like we probably wouldn't have like coaching as it stands or you know definitely not creativity coaching as it stands which is incredible really because apparently I was reading up on the history of this book before I hit record today and actually this book was self-published originally which is so cool so Julia Cameron when she wrote it she just wrote it on a typewriter and um just photocopied it herself uh, we stan self-publishing queen because <laughs> I know we get self-publishing these days but not in such like a physical tangible like almost like a visceral way of doing it um, if anyone is familiar with like zine culture then yeah it's really like kick-ass to think about Julia doing the same thing like all those years ago and um, yeah essentially she had self-published it and then um I think her publishers like discovered it because it became a hit really really fast and I think it is really amazing how popular the book still is today I mean it was only today not today I think yesterday actually I got an email um that was about someone starting like an artist way group I actually had two emails this week saying that they were starting study groups for it so it has really lasted and stuck with people me included and like I said this is coming from someone who has read the book but not actually completed all the exercises and it's a book that I think about all the time it's a book that's really stuck with me and a book that has really made me think about my creativity in different ways I wouldn't be talking to you now I don't think I wouldn't have pivoted my business I wouldn't have there's a lot of things I wouldn't have done I think if I hadn't read this book the exercises in the book are pretty accessible as well. Like I said, there is quite a big variation of them. There's a lot of exercises that, again, I think about all the time. The five lives exercise is one that I'll touch on briefly because I really love it. And that's one that kind of reoccurs throughout a lot of the 12 weeks. Being encouraged to think about other lives that you could have led and then doing something in accordance with those lives, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Because how often in our creative lives do we kind of maybe like write off projects or write off things that we think we may never be able to do? And I love this exercise because it really encourages you to like dream and be curious and be big and bold in your like envisioning of your life but also to be like nothing is permanent explore have fun do something like wild and wonderful it's an exercise I always try and recommend to people just because I think it's really really good obviously morning pages and artist states are really important and really helpful as well but that's an underrated exercise that I don't see people talk as much about and I absolutely love it because like I said I think it really taps into that that curiosity, that real, like, bringing dreams to reality, which I think we do a lot as business owners. And as a business owner, I found that exercise really valuable because it kind of led me to think multi, being multi-passionate, being a multi-hyphenate is so popular these days. And actually, if we think about, like, five separate lives that we might want to have, the internet is a wonderful place. The world is a big place. Like, how easy could it be to like bring in something completely random into your business and for it to and for it to work I think about that a lot actually I think about that all the time because you know I'm sure that if you're a business owner listening to this you've had the dreaded you know 
oh what do you do for work conversation and for me I always have like about five things I list because that's just part of being a creative person I think is having a lot of interests and not being afraid to jump down the rabbit hole and see where things go and a lot of the exercises in the book really support that what I was talking about on the podcast a few weeks ago actually that real fuck around and find out energy and also having that base to do that in a way that feels like safe and supportive and healing whilst also kind of pushing yourself to to dream big and to be open to possibilities and to be curious about your creativity no matter if you feel like you're an incredibly creative person or you feel like you're not a creative person and if you do feel like you're not a creative person this book is still absolutely one you should check out because obviously Julia Cameron being a writer I think a lot of the book and a lot of her other books are probably not more targeted towards writers but obviously if you are a writer you probably would get a little bit more out of it anyway but I think that it's such like such an incredibly useful book if you're not creative to just explore that side of yourself and I think if you are listening to this podcast and you are kind of remotely curious about what your creative self looks like and you're struggling where to start I think just picking up this book and just like playing with it is a really good idea like I touched on earlier I do have like mixed feelings about doing things like challenges and things like that when I think about kind of the 12 weeks of the artist way 12 weeks is a really long time actually that's a quarter of a year that is a quarter of a year, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. Um, that's a quarter of a year, which is quite a long time. And I'm not surprised I kind of dropped off with it because, you know, inevitably being a creative person as well, I do get distracted by stuff. I do think, oh, I'd rather be doing this now or whatever. Towards the start of the year as well, I had tried to do the 100 day project. I'll link to that in the show notes of this episode. I think it's something that happens every year, I think. And that is essentially just doing a creative activity for, yeah, for 100 days. And I fell off, I think, after about a month. I was drawing every day. And I love doing it, but 100 days is such a long time. And inevitably, I kind of thought, mm, I'm not I'm not sure about this. And I kind of feel a bit like a bit vulnerable sharing that because obviously a lot of my work in my creativity coaching is helping people to do the thing and to like do what they say they're going to do and to stay consistent and all that good stuff but also I think there's room in consistency for changing your mind and for being open to the possibility that approaches might not work for, for everybody now for me doing one thing every day for 100 days is like is like quite a lot but for the months that I did do the drawing every day, I absolutely loved it and learned quite a lot about myself in the process as well. Another challenge that I'm thinking about taking on as well is um, Jamie Attenberg, who is a wonderful, wonderful author. She does on her Substack, and again, I'll link it in the show notes as well, a write 1,000 words a day challenge for um, for two weeks, I think it is. Yeah, for two weeks which I'm going to give a go. But again, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up if I get a weekend and decide that it doesn't really work for me or that I'm like, oh, actually, I, you know, there's always that delicate balance of like pushing ourselves to do something new and to try something and to stay consistent. I hate the word consistent, but maybe that's another rant for another time. And yeah, just having a container to 
play with stuff that you might not have because inevitably when we try stuff we haven't done before we get to learn about what works for us and what doesn't work for us now I've never finished the artist way and I know part of that is um you know obviously my attention span it can be quite fleeting but also I've always done it by myself I've never done it with other people so maybe I will try that this year I'm not sure and maybe that will be a way to get me to like actually do the whole six weeks this is an absolutely massive tangent but basically (laughs) I wanted to share all this because I think that taking on something for 12 weeks is obviously good and obviously if we are struggling to get creative and we're struggling to heal from you know the like the scars that the uh, like blocks have left on us and especially if we are working in a business that's quite challenging mentally and our energy levels are all over the place and we're struggling to get creative on a regular basis even though we know we should i can definitely recommend doing a process like this that requires you to do something consistently mainly because like i said i don't always think it's about actually getting to the end of it i think it's a lot about learning and discovering cool stuff along the way if you pick up the artist's way after this and only get halfway through, I'm sure you will have learned quite a lot about yourself, regardless of whether you're creative, you're not creative, whatever. And I think that's such like a huge gift. Like it's such a huge gift to be able to play with creativity. And I'm just feeling very grateful for Julia Cameron for writing this amazing book and for giving us all a nice structured container to explore these ideas in a way that is like fun in a way that like I had never seen before in a way that brings people together as well like I said I've literally had two emails this week um from people on the internet running study groups and I will link all those in the show notes as well just in case you're feeling the pull uh to join in but I think I'm gonna leave it there I think if I was gonna talk about this book any longer this would be such a long episode um because I have a lot of thoughts about this But just a summary, if you've never read this book, please do. If you have read this book and you feel like returning to it after this, please do. I have found this book really helpful in helping me to just play with my creativity a bit, to be more open to possibilities around creativity as well, and to really explore that like space between actually doing the practical bits of being creative as well as like the spiritual bits and the more esoteric bits of you know listening out for ideas um letting things drop in exploring my goals exploring my dreams getting in touch with what makes me feel good a a lot of the book is about inner kindness and being kind to ourselves as well oh this book is there's so much in it i was looking at um screenshots of things i saved from it and there's so much in it. There's so much in it. I think it's a really like nice and deep exploration, but in a way that's always like kind and supportive. And I just think it's great. I just think it's great. I keep talking about this book. We'll be here for a really, really long time. And I think basically you should just check it out. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope this encourages you to check out the book. Um, I think it's fantastic. Like I said, I I'm been dabbling with the idea of running a study group for it. I'm not sure I will now but i'm definitely gonna join one i think i'll catch you next week i haven't decided what we're going to talk about this week i'm a uh, in a uh, julia cameron would be proud i'm sure but i'm just waiting for the idea to to hop in 
before we decide on what to talk about. But I'll be sharing that this time next week. And yeah, I hope you have a really beautiful week. I hope it's full of healing, growth, rest, whatever you need. And I'll catch you next week.